What's up, peeps, freaks, and geeks? Welcome back to this very special edition of the Hitting the Marks Pro Wrestling Podcast, powered by the Roar Network at thegorillaposition.com, presented by Hameen Media and in association with LastWordOnProWrestling.com. My name is Jargo. I'll be your host for the day, but let's welcome in our guest. She comes to us by way of the Colombian rainforest, a true world traveler and legend inside of the wrestling business, former IZW Women's Champion, two-time UPW Women's Champion, and former Women of Wrestling World Champion, Jungle Girl. Miss Jungle Girl, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Welcome. Uh, now, Jungle Girl, before... You really did get into the history. Oh, yeah. I do my research, ma'am. I do my research. <laughs> love it. Before we jump too far into what's going on inside of the Women of Wrestling WoW Superheroes right now, let's kind of go back to the beginning a little bit because your backstory just fascinates me. You were raised on the road moving throughout the world until finally settling off the coast of the Amazon rainforest. How in the world did you discover professional wrestling? Who was on top at the time? Who were some of your earliest influences inside of the business? Oh, wow. So I watched growing up, loving wrestling when I was growing up. I loved the athleticism. I loved the storytelling. I, I mean, I gravitated towards the Ricky Steamboats and the Superfly Snookas and loved Bobby Heenan. And um, I just, man, to me, it was fascinating. It was fascinating and it really took me away from not that my life was difficult or complex or, but it just, it allowed me to kind of fantasize and to get wrapped up in something that I I didn't enjoy soap operas. And it just brought kind of that soap opera feel that storytelling feel with the athleticism that I really loved. And, um, God, when I got involved, it was, purely accidental and it was the greatest thing that ever happened. Thank, thank God for accidents. And, um, you know, if you want to hear that story, that's a a whole other story, how I actually went to the wow um, audition and ended up getting my, uh, my start as jungle girl. Absolutely. We would love to hear that story. So I had, I was not interested at the time I was living in LA wasn't interested in actually pursuing an, an acting career. I was, I had a mobile dance and gymnastics company and taught kids, worked with kids in dance 
and gymnastics and then worked as a trainer. So that was kind of my, that was what I thought was my gift and my, my path that I was taking. And so I had several different friends that spoke to me about this audition that they were holding for athletic women for a superhero show. And it wasn't one or two, it was three different groups of friends that mentioned it to me. So I ended up going to the audition, which was in Marina Del Rey, California. And it was at this hotel and I walked, you know, up onto this um, kind of like the plaza of this hotel. And there were a lot of, you know, at the time Pam Anderson was really big and it was a lot of kind of Pam Anderson types. And now I'm not the Pam Anderson type. I'm the super athletic brunette, wasn't really looking to go the pretty route. I just wanted to be a total badass, but had no idea that um, it was even for wrestling. So a producer came up to me and said, I think that you should stay. They took all of us into this kind of conference room of this hotel and showed us the video for wrestling, which at the time I had a friend that was wrestling for the WWE. And so I was much more engaged with wrestling at that point in time in my life than I had been for years. And it blew me away. So McLean was there and a variety of other producers were there as well. And some of the investors And I just said, man, how cool, how cool would this be? So I did the audition and it was months before I heard back from them. But when I did, they offered me a job and told me that I could keep my day job and that, you know, they would work with us intensely in the ring and train us to be wrestlers. And I thought, this is the coolest thing I think that's ever happened to me. And lo and behold, I you know, embarked on this journey that would uh, bring me still to this day, loving the business and loving everything about it and learning more and more about it every day. That's just an incredible story. It was awesome. It really was. Very cool. Well, and then you have really taken off inside of the WOW Superheroes. On August 26th of 2016, you capture the WOW Championship from then-champion Lana Starr, a title that you had been chasing for quite a while there. Uh, what did it mean to you to be for called? a long time, man. <laughs> what did it that mean to you sorry. to finally claim that championship and hold the WOW Superheroes Championship? You know, it's funny because somebody asked me that the other day and I can still remember standing in that ring when McLean held my hand up and the emotion that went over me and, you know, they put my son up on the jumbotron and and he responded to me winning. And it was one of those when life kind of comes full circle and you know, you're on the journey and the journey was never really, it, it didn't matter at the time, you know, when I was doing everything, I'm like, you know, whether I'm champion or not, this is really an awesome gig. It's incredible to be living this. I mean, it's, it's living a dream. It's going out, it's being larger than life. It's having, you know, an audience. It's, it's getting the opportunity to, to kind of merge all of the things that you love so much about, fitness and about, um, center stage. And, but when, man, when he held my hand up, I was, I really, really, really was overrun with emotion. The tears are legit. The feeling was 
so surreal and extraordinary. And there's, I think that's probably my greatest in-ring moment to date. It's an incredible moment. You can find it online and, and you can just tell that you are so overcome by that moment. And it's one of those things that inside of professional wrestling, we try to fabricate so often. It was great to see that genuine, authentic moment inside of the ring. Thank you. It really was. And uh, yeah, it really, it, it truly was. And it's, you know, it's an honor. It's an honor to hold that belt. And, you know, it, it, it comes with a level of responsibility. It comes with a level of trust from the company. And it's um, still to this day, it's, you know, it was an honor to have, have held that title. And, um, you know, I'm in, I'm in hot pursuit right now, man, <laughs> for, that, for that championship belt. Oh, yeah. We'll, we'll talk all about it here. Uh, let, let's jump forward just a little bit to September of 2016. You would defend the championship against Chloe Hertz, retain the championship. It's a fantastic match. All the momentum in the world behind you when suddenly you're forced to defend the championship in a triple threat match against Miss Santana Garrett, as well as the Beverly Hills babe, Miss Amber O'Neill. That night, Santana would capture the championship by pinning Amber O'Neill, leaving yourself the former champion who was never beaten for the title. We've seen the video of how devastating that loss was to you as well. Can you put that dreadful night in September into words? You know, you try to put things in perspective. Emotions are going. You're offered this opportunity you know, I'm thinking, okay, certainly I can defend the belt against two other people. I'm, you know, I'm not going to back down. I certainly can handle myself in the ring. And you, you, you're not thinking about the nuance of it all that, listen, it doesn't have to be you that gets pinned in order to lose it. So, you know, it's, it's, those thoughts are not going through my head. My thought is no one's going to pin me. I'll be the person that's pinning somebody else. So when you're watching something that you built and that you worked so hard for, you know, over the course of 13 years to get to that moment where my hand was raised by McLean to just lose it in an instant is devastating. I mean, it's, it's heart-wrenching. And it's heart-wrenching when you know that you're not the one that got pinned. I mean, I would have almost rather have been pinned myself than to have lost it by somebody else being pinned. Yeah. I mean, at least then you could accept the outcome. Well, I don't know about it accepted, but I mean, I think I would be equally pissed off, but at least then the responsibility lies on me, right? Valid. Valid. Well, now let's jump forward a little bit more and bring it to things a bit more current. While Women of Wrestling debuted on January 18th, 2019 on Access TV, and you find yourself in the main event of the debut episode, finally getting your one-on-one title shot at Miss Santana Garrett, and the match is interrupted by the debuting Tessa Blanchard, who also wants a shot at Miss Garrett for the championship. Jungle Girl, what what are your thoughts on Tessa joining the women of WOW and this unfortunate turn of events? Listen, I have a lot of respect for Tessa Blanchard. I have a lot of respect for the legacy uh, behind her name. But what I don't respect is somebody that's coming in and interrupting somebody else's opportunity. 
you know, it's just, it's, it's uncalled for. It's, I'm always getting, you know, somebody's always having to get in the middle, right? I mean, nobody, this is how I feel about it. I don't think that there's anybody that really wants to face me in the ring. I really don't. And I think that's the reason that there's always chaos and confusion, you know, when, when I have a match, because God forbid somebody actually go one-on-one against me. And, you know, whether it's Santana defending that title, she's probably thrilled at the fact that Tessa came in and created chaos. Because by all means, you had um, her dead to rights. No, I'm pissed. Of course. Of course, I would have beat her. I would have gotten the one, two, three, and I would have gotten my championship belt back. But Tessa had to come in and interfere because Tessa wants what she wants. And she's not willing to go through the proper channels to get what it is that she wants. And you know what? That's fine. And I hope, I hope that she knows what she's up against. That's a matchup that I greatly look forward to when it comes up. And then, of course, after the matchup, we saw another of your fellow superheroes come into the ring. And the two of you seemingly have an issue arising as the Beast makes her presence known after the match. And things got very intense between the two of you. Talk to us a little bit about this looming matchup between yourself and the Phenom known as the Beast. Well, the Beast views herself as, as being, um, undefeatable. There's not a single person that could match up against her and give her a run for her money. Well, I would love to give her a run for her money. I mean, I would love to get my hands on her because she too is a little meddler and doesn't want to follow the, the proper channels to try to get what it is that she wants. She feels that she can just come in and interfere and, and bully her way to the top. And uh, listen, I don't need to cheat. I don't need to play games. You want to match with me? Call me out. I'll get in the ring. So now it seems that you have this issue arising between yourself and, and you have the beast and you have Santana Garrett and you have Tessa Blanchard. I I guess the logical question would be if I'm sitting in Mr. David McLean's chair and I come to you and I say, which one of these women do you want first? Because obviously you want to get your hands on all three of them. Which one do you want to take your shot at first? Well, I mean, but you know what I want, right? I mean, everybody else is insignificant. They want to, they will want to match. That's fine. I want the title. So first and foremost, I want to get back what is rightfully mine. So my first, you know, I, I want Santana. Then you want to come and you want to, you want to pick a fight with me? Fine. I'll wrestle whomever they put in front of me at that point in time. But my objective is not to to go out and be a schoolyard bully to try to get what it is that I want. Everybody knows what I want. Everybody knows that what I want is that wow championship belt undeniably. And so whomever has it is the person that I want to be in the ring with. And then if everybody else wants the championship belt, then let's book a match. Let's get it together. Let's go out and let's do it right but you want to come in and interfere and, and, you know, I mean, come on. 
So they're cowards, basically. They're all cowards. Well, I can tell you this. I'm sitting in, in the middle of Cedar Rapids, Iowa, in a, in a snowstorm right now as we speak, and I don't want any part of Jungle Girl. I can't imagine that anybody else does. <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling well, intimidated, and I'm just on the other end of the phone. <laughs> wow. I don't have beef with you. Well, let's let, let's hope that I can keep it that way. Uh, Jungle Girl, one final thing that I, I, I wanted to ask you about. Uh, obviously, you've been with WOW now for quite a, a period of time. What does this mean to you as an OG WOW girl to see WOW hitting this national platform, Access TV, the first all-women show airing after New Japan Pro Wrestling on Mr. Cuban's network? Can you kind of... Try to put all of this into a, a, a capsule for us and, and tell us the, the emotions surrounding the debut and, and this incredible run that not only yourself, but also the WoW superheroes are on. I think that it's a matter of timing. I think it's about time that women's wrestling is taking, taken seriously. I think that the respect that I have for David McLean and Jeannie Buss that had a vision of what they wanted this company to look like and how it wanted it to be presented um, and have come together with Access TV in a beautiful way. Access has been on board with David's vision, which he was unrelenting. I mean, he just was unwilling to compromise in his vision that both he and Jeannie had. Um, I think that it has evolved to an even just more substance and um, a, a higher quality product, which Access TV has been able to, to bring to us. I mean, to me, watching the first episode, and that was the first time I watched it, none of us had watched prior to that, I was blown away. I mean, completely blown away. And, you know, it's really difficult to be able to kind of put together in a, in a one-hour package not only top-notch wrestling, but in addition to that, to, to bring the stories of each one of the characters to life. I mean, that's a, that's a huge um, accomplishment, I think. And I think what we offer is so different that, than anything that's out there on the market right now. And I think that, you know, you'll have your, your purest of pure wrestling fans engaged and interested. And I think that what we will be able to do is capture an audience that nobody else has been able to capture because they just have not paid attention to the detail of each one of the characters in addition to the wrestling. And I, I commend um, McLean and Jeannie and Access TV for putting together such an incredible product. And I'm proud. I am incredibly proud and honored to be a part of it. And, um, you know, I'm incredibly honored that David is as loyal as he is. He could have said, hey, you know, there's really no place for you. Right now we're moving kind of on and, and forward with the company. And um, he's a loyalist. And he's true to his word. And he said, you know, what he said to me over the years and, and made it happen. And I could not be more proud. 
Well, I can tell you that as the father of three young women, um, I'm very much enjoying WoW Superheroes on Access TV. It's, it's become Friday night family viewing for all of us. And it's great, especially for my five-year-old, to watch all these incredibly powerful women performing at this incredibly it's high awesome. level. Uh, Jungle Girl, we, we would like to thank you very, very much for joining us today. Why don't you tell the peeps, the thank freaks... You so much and the geeks how to find yourself and to follow the wow superheroes across social media. So wow superheroes can be found at W O W E.com on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Wow superheroes. And you can follow me. Wow. Underscore jungle girl, as well as at indoor Phasm. And just so everybody knows, it's Jungle Girl, G-R-R-R-L, three yes. R's, and girl. Exactly right. Jungle Girl, thank you so much for joining us today. Keep in touch. Hopefully, we'll have a chance to talk again soon. Absolutely. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you. Where did you go? Down Virginia, cross a bridge of love. A lot like Leviathan. Travel the coast, but I was tied to the whipping post So I'm getting high again Where did you go? Down Virginia, cross a bridge of love A lot like Leviathan Travel the coast, but I was tied to the whipping post So I'm getting high again Sinking boat, soft sounds of violin. Follow the ghost and was delivered from the shadows of all that I was hiding in. Where did you go? Down the river in a sinking boat, soft sounds of violin. Follow the ghost and was delivered from the shadows of all that I was hiding in. Where did you go? Down Virginia, cross a bridge of love. A lot like Leviathan Travel the coast But I was tied to the whipping post So I'm getting high again Where did you go? Down Virginia, cross a bridge and look A lot like Leviathan Travel the coast But I was tied to the whipping post So I'm getting high again Lost 
touch It may never be regained On the search for the truth No excuse for the shame Where did you go? Down Virginia, cross the bridge and look A lot like Leviathan Travel the course But I was tied to the whipping post So I'm getting high again Where did you go? Down Virginia, cross the bridge and look A lot like Leviathan Travel the course But I was tied to the whipping post So I'm getting high again